You found Kit Kat Chit Chat, where I hide from my kids in various parts of my house for 5, 10, 15, sometimes I make it to 20 minutes. Come join me as we talk about life. We are definitely in the thick of it in my house. We have finally fine-tuned our schedule, our learning style for this year, and how the pattern of the morning goes, because I'm one person and they are two. It's a challenge every year with dealing with different ages, different curriculums, different learning styles. You know, my daughter's in second grade this year and my son's in kindergarten, so his lessons are a lot more hands-on, one-on-one. My daughter has a lot more independent work, so hers take longer. She gets frustrated because her brother's done before her. And we finally moved past all of that. So now we're into the routine. The kids know what to expect. I know what to expect. We've stopped the, mom, I'm done, I'm done. Look, look, I'm done, I'm done. We have patience now. You know, my son realizes along with my daughter that, you know, they've got to wait until I'm done with one part before I move on to another. And for us, this really only applies to math and English. Everything else I pretty much teach the same. You know, they're both learning the same thing in science. If we get to health, they're both learning that. Um, But math and English is always a struggle because we've got to figure out that routine. So we've figured that out. And now the fun part of headbutting with that new material has begun. We've moved past the lessons of review, which has gone great. Some things, you know, we forgot in that summer slide. Our summer was a little bit longer than normal just because we also moved at the beginning of this academic school year. So that's actually been quite a breeze except for like a little bumps in the road here and there with things that they've forgotten. But now we've hit that new material and it is really frustrating for my daughter. This year she's going more in depth with sentence structure and writing complete sentences with all the components and punctuation and then forming paragraphs and you know that's the route we're going in second grade. We use the good and the beautiful curriculum and sometimes I feel like it's a little too intense. This year for second grade I felt like it's pretty on par. I feel like a second grader should be able to like understand sentence structure and start writing not writing words perfectly with spelling you know we're still learning our spelling rules um, and trying to memorize those but in past years they've also wanted her to write complete sentences and I chose to just kind of skip through that we were still answering questions about the material but I didn't really think that it was necessary for her to write complete sentences you know subject, predicate, all that stuff. Like I just, I didn't think that that was necessary. So this year, that's what we're going into. And let me tell you, the headbutts have started. She hates it. She does not like writing, particularly because she gets really frustrated when she spells words wrong. And we go over and over and over again about how it's okay. This is why we're learning. And then, you know, we can take our mistakes and we can learn from them and reiterate those rules and lessons that we've learned in the past. And this year, she's not really understanding that. She just 
wants to spell everything. She strives for perfection. And I've really been trying to work hard to not have her strive for perfection. Not that I don't think that that's great, but just in this instance, you know, she's striving so hard for perfection that it's really getting in the way of her learning different things because she gets so frustrated when it's not perfect. And we keep talking about how, you know, I keep trying to stop saying practice makes perfect because practice just helps you build upon what you already know so we can get better, but it doesn't have to be perfect. So we've been headbutting a lot and I, I have to remind myself that 95% of the time when we get into these headbutts, it's a communication issue. She's either not understanding exactly what I'm wanting from her, she's not absorbing maybe what makes a sentence, or it just seems overwhelming with what I'm asking because, for example, a couple days ago, the question wanted, they wanted her to answer in two to three sentences. And that is a lot. That is a lot for a kid who's just kind of like diving in. So we've headbutted a lot. The other 5% that I have to remind myself is because she's just tired. She's just mentally done. Our schedule this year for homeschool is a lot more busy than it has been the last several years. We're always kind of on the go and doing field trips and going to parks and stuff, but we have a lot more, okay, we have to be here on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you have to be here at this time on Fridays. We have a lot more going on along with our regular life stuff. So sometimes she really is just super tired and I try and take that into consideration because I remember days when I had a lot going on in school and I still had to show up and it was I wasn't absorbing anything. It was absolutely exhausting. I didn't want to be there. I was half falling asleep during lessons and you know, whatever else. So I try and take that into consideration as well. But 95% of the time after I take a breath from us getting into these headbutts and we both take like some solid breaks from each other, it's a communication thing. So she told me afterwards and, you know, we were talking about it, that she was really overwhelmed by having to write two to three sentences. Because in her mind, she's not able to differentiate between, okay, I write one, then I only have two sentences. Okay, then I write a second one, then I only have one more sentence. She's just looking at it in the bigger picture and it's a lot and it was freaking her out. So we have been headbutting, but we've also been doing a lot of brain breaks. And I think that this is really important because you don't want to fight your kids every single day to do school. If you are fighting them tooth and nail to where it's making it unpleasant for you and it's making it unpleasant for them, something needs to be reevaluated and you need to go about things in a different way. For my family, 95% of the time, it is a communication thing. But another part of this that I didn't really add in there was learning style. And sometimes I just have to take the lesson that she's not absorbing and she's getting really frustrated with and, you know, talk to her still and communicate, but then also know what her learning style is and kind of mix it up. My daughter is a very hands-on kinesthetic learner. She is a very visual learner. 
And sometimes I'll catch myself because if you are familiar with the Good and the Beautiful curriculum, it's very visual, very colorful, um, really easy to implement. And sometimes I'll catch myself more just reading directly from the book and the curriculum and just kind of pointing to pictures, which is great and that works a majority of the time. But when she's not understanding something, I need to go a step further and bring that curriculum more to life with physical manipulatives that maybe didn't come with her curriculum or more of a her doing it. You know, today in math, we did double digit subtraction and she absorbed it really well, really quickly, great. But if she wasn't, maybe I would have, instead of showing her the problems in the book, I would have made her write the problems on the board and physically do that so that she's getting the hands-on of physically doing it and seeing it and just implementing it that way. So that's the other thing. If you are just fighting tooth and nail, try and look at the lessons in the curriculum and twist it to your kiddo's learning style. And maybe you're just getting really frustrated. I know there's been a couple times in math where they're trying to teach her a different technique on how to get the same answer. And this philosophy does not make sense to me. If you're teaching kids math, just teach them how to do it. If that works for them, cool. But they want to show them different ways to get to different numbers. And I slightly get that. But it can be really frustrating because I can't see necessarily the bigger picture of why they're trying to teach her this. Now, once I take a step back, I realize it's because when math problems get more complicated, sometimes it's easier to solve them using technique A instead of technique B. But it can be really frustrating for me sometimes too. And so I have to remember to take those brain breaks as well and take a step back and remember that it's okay to ask for help. My husband is huge on math. Also, YouTube is your best friend. But a lot of times he'll be able to read a lesson and go, oh, I understand why they're teaching you this and it applies to this later on. And that is something that my brain just blocks and I am unable to see. Um, But something that I struggle with when we are in these like head budding sessions is that it holds back everything else it has a ripple effect, right? So if she's headbutting me on English and we have to take a brain break, then, you know, I'm done. I finish curriculum with my son and that's great. But then we're moving on to the next part of the day and Emma still has not completed her English assignment. And I don't want to fight with her so much to where, you know, she's really upset and crying in her room. But like, I also need to push her to do that because there's not always going to be times where we can just put something that's difficult to the side and never touch it again. And the things that she's learning are the building blocks of, you know, English and math and whatever other subject. So I have to be able to stick to consistency And also apply that to real world situations because part of having our schedule and being consistent with our schedule applies to the real world. You know, you have a schedule, whether it's going to work or staying home and you have your schedule with your kids or you're in college, whatever it may be, your life has a type of schedule. And that's also a personality type for me. I have to have a schedule 
or I'm not going to be as productive as I can be. But I do think that having that consistency and schedule in the homeschool environment is really an important skill to teach them for when they go out into the real world. Because if you don't have any type of schedule, and I know that there are people who homeschool this way and they don't have a schedule, and that's that's fine. That is how you are homeschooling. And if that works for you, great. It doesn't work for me and my family. And I also think that there are more pros to having a schedule than cons. So if you are not having any kind of schedule and you're just, oh, we're going to do math whenever we get to it, whenever, well, then think down the road when your kid is getting a job or they're going to class in college or wherever their life may lead them and they have to be somewhere at 10 a.m., But their entire life, they've been raised with, oh, well, we'll get to it when we feel like it. Or, well, we, you know, just not having a concrete schedule. And I'm not saying that your schedule can't be flexible. Our schedule is very flexible. You know, if we have something that comes up that seems way more fun than our curriculum, I'll shift our schedule. Um, But I think for real world application and having that at home life all the time, it's really important to have consistency and a schedule. So it can get really frustrating when we're doing this headbutting over new material and I can see that she really does need a brain break and or I myself need a brain break, but we have to push through that. So I've kind of done this thing where for the first two, because it normally happens in sets of three, So for the first two days that we're learning new material that she's really not getting and she's headbutting, we work through it and, you know, we figure out if it's a communication issue, if it's that she just, you know, is super tired, if it's a learning style issue, and we work through it and complete those lessons, and then we just won't do any other lessons for the rest of the day unless she's wanting to do math or science or whatever it is. Because I don't want to push her beyond the point where she doesn't love learning. That is my whole thing. I don't want ever my kids to look back on their homeschool experience and say, oh, it was awful because the entire time I fought with my parents or we never went anywhere and I never had any friends. Like those are the big things that I try and avoid. So I don't want to push her to the point where she absolutely hates learning I understand there's going to be subjects that she doesn't like, and English is one of them, but we still have to learn it. But on that third day, if she's still fighting me and we've talked about it, and a lot of times I have her dad talk to her because he can just kind of communicate with her in a different way that I can't, and he like gets in there and kind of decodes her brain and figures it out. But on that third day, if she's still headbutting me, we push through And do the other subjects as well because I want her to realize, and I've explained this to her, that she can't just say, oh, this is hard. I don't want to do it and give up and like not continue through with everything else that's going on in our life. Um, So it's, it's a difficult time, but it's happened every year. And once we get past this little bump and she realizes, okay, I really don't have a choice. I, I have to eventually do this we get through it and everything's a lot smoother. But it really is challenging for me because it's hard when one, your kid's not getting it and you're both really frustrated at each other. 
you don't necessarily always get a break. I'm very thankful. My kids go to the YMCA here in town for a couple programs a week. So I do get like a complete break from them. But that hasn't always been the case for the last couple years. So I, I see you if you're just, it's so hard because you get so frustrated and you have to be able to like work through that and then not hold on to it because it's not necessarily anyone's fault. It's, I'm telling you, 95% of these times, it's a communication error between you and your child, which sounds so serious, but it's true. You know, you might not be communicating in the right way, or they're not communicating what they're not understanding, and they don't know because this is all new material. So it can be really hard, and then you, you know, spiral into the guilt and the self-doubt, but everyone goes through this at some point. So you just have to figure out what works best for you and your kids and how you're going to push through it. For us, it's having those brain breaks and sometimes she'll go in her room for five minutes, gather herself and come right back out and we'll start the lesson again and it's a breeze. Um, other times, it's like how it's been recently where we have been kind of headbutting and, you know, really pushing to get through these lessons. But then today, today was going to be day three of headbutting. She was like, okay, I know what I need to do. Another thing that I think has helped with this is not being a gatekeeper of the curriculum. So I, you know, with watchful eyes, let my kids flip through the curriculum and see what's coming next if they want to. I say watchful eyes because my son will get really excited about certain activities that he sees down the line and he wants to do them right then. And I'm like, no, 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 we're just looking with our eyes. But we did this and my daughter got to see that in today's English, she was going to have to write a story about herself. And they asked multiple questions and she had to answer in complete sentences with multiple things. And so showing her that after we got through our lesson and the frustration of yesterday, she knew what to expect a little bit. And so, you know, she she looked at that yesterday and then she, she was ready for it this morning. And she told me that before she went to bed yesterday, she thought about these questions that she knew she was going to have to answer today. And she kind of formulated that instead of it just being like a shocker of today you have to write. You know, I think she wrote a total of like nine sentences, nine sentences for this story about yourself that can be really overwhelming. And I know it's really hard to like show them everything sometimes because you don't want them to see something that's confusing to them or maybe there's a project you're really excited about that you don't want them to quite know yet. But for some stuff like this, it really helps because today was great. Today we didn't have the headbutt issues that we've had and we've been able to move forward and I'm hoping that that will continue. So, um, yeah, it's, it's challenging when you get into those headbutting situations and it doesn't always have to be for new material. For us, it typically is new material, but I have found that sometimes when she has mastered a skill that maybe I don't think she's mastered, um, and same for my son, it, and we're headbutting on stuff that she's been able to do, you know, oh, so quickly and flawlessly, 
it's time to maybe like reevaluate and see if she has mastered it. And I just haven't realized that. And that's what we did for my son in math um, last week or the week before. And I skipped like six lessons because he was he was done counting numbers and saying what number it was. He he was done. Like he knew that he knows how to recognize his numbers. He knows how to count up to a certain point. Like we needed to move on from that. And now we're doing simple math and he's absorbing it and he's absolutely loving it. And we're not having that. I'm bored headbutting um, because it's not the exact same information over and over again. I feel like a lot of these curriculum, which is great because, you know, you do want to repeat things so that it really gets in there. It takes three years for anyone to learn something to the point that they will never forget it. But it can also be a point where you're like, okay, we need to move on from this. So for headbutting, those are just kind of a few tips that we use in our family. And hopefully you're not going through these struggles, but I honestly don't know anyone who doesn't go through some sort of headbutting situation with their kiddo when they're homeschooling. And it can be really challenging, but I promise you it's worth it. And just don't push your kiddo too far to where they start hating learning in every aspect. You want to be able to keep that magic alive. That's all for today, guys. I better go find my kids. Have a great one and make sure to subscribe so you can keep up to date with Kit Kat Chit Chat.